Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and the next episode of Shahanisms is about to begin. Okay, everybody, here we go. Welcome to Shahanisms. Wow, the response to uh, the last episode of Shahanisms about wildland firefighters being called unskilled labor was huge. And I want to thank each of the listeners who took the time to comment on the episode. I really appreciate your support and uh, appreciate your comments. So I'm going to read a few of them. Make you famous before we get into the show. I'm going to start with my favorite from a listener who calls himself Ready Freddy. R-E-D-D-E-F-R-E-D-D-E is how he spelled it. Huh. So Ready Freddy wrote, you must be a caminist. That's it. That's all he wrote. And he spelled it C-A-M-M-A-N-I-S-T. Oh my God, there's so many different directions I could go here. But since it's my show, I think I'll just jump in to the deep end and I'm going to answer it. First of all, Freddie. There's some new technology called Spell Check that's going to be coming out soon. You should check it out when it's released. It'll make people think you're way smarter than you are when you send them an email or a letter. Just some advice. Second and most important thing here is the episode was about wildland firefighters, not communism. Spelled C O M M. U-N-I-S-M, Freddy. So maybe you should listen to the episode again. Maybe have somebody there to help you with the big words, because it'll make a lot more sense that way, I think. In the meantime, grab a cookie, take a little nap, and hopefully tomorrow will be a better day for you. Carry on. The next comment was from Lisa Blue, who wrote, I didn't realize... There were different forest firefighters. I thought they were all the same. Thank you for pointing that out. I learned something. I love the show. I like your sense of humor and the way you present the information. All your shows are interesting, and I enjoyed all of them so far. Well, thank you for the kind words, Lisa Blue. I appreciate you listening to the show and especially taking the time to comment. So keep listening. Because you're eventually going to find one you don't like, so remember this moment, please. The next comment is from Red Dog Ace. Red Dog Ace wrote, It's shameful some firefighters are paid less than minimum wage for doing such a dangerous job. It doesn't do any good to speak up, I guess, but thanks for doing your part. Well, and to you, Red Dog Ace, thanks for commenting. But I want I want you to stick around. I'm glad you brought that up because I want you to stick around because later in the show, we're going to talk about just that. What happens when you speak up, but more importantly, what happens when you don't? Because everybody has a voice and they just need to use it and they need to think about how they use it. All right. The next comment is from Hotshot Moose 848 He's repping the Midnight Sun interagency crew from the state of Alaska. So Hotshot Moose wrote, Hey brother, thanks for bringing up a glaring problem front and center. 
I don't know much about this clown McClintock other than he is a clown. But the problem is real, and I could tell your words came from the heart. Spoken by someone who has laced up the boots. I appreciate you, man. We all appreciate you. I like your podcast. You got 12 loyal listeners from the Midnight Suns. Keep up the work and keep it real. All right. Well, Hotshot Moose, thanks for the comment. I appreciate it. But I tell you what, and no, all kidding aside, what I appreciate more is what you do for the great state of Alaska and, and probably a half a dozen other states you worked in this fire season, lived in practically. So stay safe, stay out from under the widowmakers and enjoy, I don't know, hunting, fishing, shoveling snow, whatever you do in the off season. It's almost over, brother. Thanks again. So these are just a few of the comments that came in from the last episode. There, there were a few more, but they're all kind of the same. They all have pretty much the same message. So mm, that was fun. I need to do that once in a while. Talk about some of the comments. It's, it's cleansing. And in some regards, it can be a little bit entertaining. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully it is for you. It is for me to read some of those, especially the ones that are kind of ridiculous. Oh, and there's one more that I... Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. Well, no, no, I think I will. I think I think I will. I got one more. I, I got one more last demonstration for anyone out there who thinks the world is finally free of morons. I got a comment from GTO Max. It's not going to make much sense to you, but I think you'll understand why when I read it. GTO Max writes asking why I hate Kyle Bush. He asked why I said he was a terrible race car driver. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kyle Busch is a NASCAR driver. So that's what GTO Max wrote to me here on Shahanisms. Makes no sense, does it? That's because GTO Max has the wrong podcast. So my response is going to be, well, GTO Max, first of all, thanks for writing. I'm glad you're listening to both of my podcasts and enjoying them so much. I have to say, I have to say that to sound polite because what I really want to say to GTO Max, I can't really say. But here's the deal. You got the wrong podcast, man. That's my other podcast called The Backstretch, where I talk about auto racing. And so I'm not, I'm only going to give you the short answer here because you, you're not even in the right place. So here it is. I never said I hated Kyle Busch. I hate cucumbers. I don't hate Kyle Busch. I said he's a talented driver, but off the track, he's a whiner, and he acts like a Carry on, GTO Max, and go back to my other podcast and comment there if you want. I'll give you an answer there. Wow. Sometimes I wonder. All right, let's move on. There's several listeners uh, who express surprise that there are a different classification of wildland firefighters. Most thought firefighter was a firefighter. And they were interested to learn more about it. I, I think, like I said, it surprised a few people because they didn't understand the classification. And that's normal. Just about everybody except for the uh, Kaminist and the guy who had the wrong podcast thought Congressman McClintock's comments were way off base and way out of line. My reaction's to be expected, I guess. 
I think what surprised me the most were the comments that it doesn't do any good to speak up because nobody listens. And I hate to admit it, but in a few cases, that's true. I, I think they were talking about specifically make maybe our, our government, our local government, state government, federal government, that when they speak up, nobody listens. Um, they didn't say that specifically. They just said nobody listens. So we're going to take a short break here. I got to take care of some business, but when we come back, I'm going to share something that might surprise you. And if you are thinking your voice doesn't matter, I don't come right. I don't want to come right out and say it. I don't want to say you're wrong, but in this case, you are in this particular case. So we'll be right back after a word from Instacart. Do you hate running to the grocery store as much as I do? If you do, you should have Instacart. Unlike those other grocery delivery services, Instacart gives you unlimited monthly grocery deliveries for one low monthly fee. Instacart can deliver to your front door, sometimes in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores in a single order. You can see deals in your area to help you save money. And Instacart even highlights the deals in your area to help you save money. Every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. They pick the freshest produce, so no more overripe produce, and they'll keep your eggs safe, too. As a special offer to our listeners here at Cheyennisms, your first delivery is free on orders over $35. All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you, and it'll help support the show. With Instacart, you'll never have to set foot in a grocery store again. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. So before the break, I said if you thought it didn't matter if your voice was heard, I didn't mean that as, uh, and I told you so, but it's more of a here's proof it works. Congressman McClintock publicly apologized for the statements he made about wildland firefighters being unskilled labor. I know. I hear the groans, and believe me, I too question the sincerity of it myself, but that's not for me or anyone else to judge because the fact is we don't know what he was thinking when he retracted that ridiculous statement, but he did it. What I do know for sure is his voicemail box, his email box, and his postal mailbox were flooded, jammed, overflowing for days with messages from firefighters all across the country and probably a host of citizens who have respect for their firefighters and wanted to let uh, Congressman McClintock know he was out of line. Regardless of why he apologized, it doesn't change the fact that if nobody had voiced their opinion called or made their thoughts known, Congressman Tom McClintock would have gone about his business thinking nobody cared and he had gotten away with something, something as bad as minimizing the status of an elite group of people trained to save lives and property. You may think that staying silent keeps you from being involved in any conflict, but it's quite the opposite, actually. Silence is as much as an active form of communication as talking. I know that because I just took a communications class in college. It's fresh in my mind. Anytime there's a situation, people 
are aware of the input and the lack of it. If you disapprove and don't say anything, it's a form of enabling. It makes the people involved in the decisions believe or accept that silence is a form of approval, even though it's not. So you may not get the results you wanted. Your views might not be acknowledged. But the people making those decisions will have to live with those decisions, knowing there are people who would disagree with them and their position. And trust me, at some point in time, it's going to weigh heavily on them. They're going to think about that, that they made a decision in spite of what the people around them thought. In the case of government, it's going to be their constituents, the people that vote for them. At some point, they'll think about that. And I'll tell you what, the only way to truly guarantee that nothing is going to be done about something is to do nothing at all. Simple as that. You will be 100% right all of the time if you do that. Nothing will change. Nothing will ever get done. In this particular case, Congressman McClintock was forced to retract his statement and now knows that everybody's watching. At least the thousands of people who wrote, called, or made their feelings known will be watching. So there's two things here I need to point out. First, fair is fair. I took a big swing at McClintock last week for his idiocracy, and it's only fair that I acknowledge his apparent change of heart. My podcast had nothing to do with that change of heart, but I do not need to acknowledge the fact that he did it, since I brought up the original comment about what he said. Secondly, for those who keep thinking that keeping quiet works, think again because here's proof that letting your voice be heard really does work. I think most of the listeners here are, they're not complacent or apathetic. They're tired. They're, they're tired of all the arguing, the wrangling, the bullying. So this fatigue keeps them from voicing their concerns sometimes to the people who can make a difference. It, it's as simple as that. They're tired. But there's also another group of people that extends beyond what the listeners here are trying to convey. The ones who like to complain or need something to complain about all the time. All of us here today know somebody like that. We know the type. Those are people who try harder to convince others that their voice doesn't count than to try to, try to actually make their own voice count. Complacency and apathy is going to get all of us nowhere fast. Part of the issue, I think, is some people who have voiced their opinion didn't get their way. So they're butthurt about it. And it's easier to say, nobody listens to me. Just because you didn't get your way doesn't mean you weren't heard. It just means the world doesn't revolve around you. And sometimes you don't get your way. You can't cry because you didn't get a participation trophy. Be happy to be part of the process and don't make a big scene by being a crybaby or a bully over it. Some of these people I'm talking about, they don't know how to be heard. They can't articulate what they want to say without making threats or screaming. We've seen them. I was told as a small child, don't go through life pissing off the only person who can help you. We see that in the world around us every day. Somebody walks into a store. They go to the customer service window and they start screaming, making threats to the person behind the counter. They demand to see the manager and then they go off on them too. 
At that point, there's nobody left in the building that can help them that they haven't angered. And then guess what? They're not going to accomplish what they went in there for. And for some reason, they're angry about nobody being willing to help them after they've made everybody mad. If I were a store manager or a restaurant manager and somebody who was yelling at me because something happened that was beyond my control, if they said to me they were never going to come back in the store, my first thought would be, damn right you're not. Now get out of here. I know that's bad customer service, but there's a difference between being a targ and a customer. That's an episode for another day, though. I'm sure there were plenty of those who wrote to Congressman McClintock, and guess what? They were deleted, or they were thrown away. The mail was thrown away. Their voice wasn't heard because it had no value to the conversation, because they didn't come at it the right way. Thankfully, the majority of people who weighed in didn't do that, and uh, his office listened. He was forced to listen. So I got out of, of on a bit of a tangent there, so I didn't get to the material I really wanted to cover in this episode, but we'll get to that at another time. But I thought this was important. I thought it was important to recognize those who took the time to comment on the show, positive or negative, because they have a right to do that, and, and I do respect that. I also thought it was important to talk about what happens when we voice our opinion on a cause that's important to us and why it's important to understand what can happen when we don't. So if a cause is important to you, don't spend a lot of time thinking about whether you can make a difference or not. Take that time and send an email, a letter, leave a voicemail to whoever you feel can make a difference and let your voice be heard. Unless you're ready, Freddie. Then get spell checked first. Life will be so much easier for you, man. So be sure and stop in and catch the next episode when we talk about working with coworkers who cut corners and how it just might kill you. You don't think that'll make you look at the guy standing next to you at work a little different? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Y'all have a good rest of the week. Thanks for spending time with me today. I appreciate it, and I had fun. Well, that's it for today's episode, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and you've been listening to Shahanisms. If you liked today's episode, pass it along to a friend. If you didn't, Just send it to somebody you hate. Either way, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I'll see you next time.